Hey, hey, my soon-to-be published author friend, welcome to the latest episode in our guest expert series. Today, I have the honor of introducing you to Alexa Bigwar. She is a USA Today bestselling author and founder and CEO of Write, Publish, Sell, a company dedicated to helping authors and small publishers professionally self-publish and market their books. She's also the founder and host of the Women in Publishing Summit, a fantastic annual event which is coming up again in March. Now, here's a little insider hint. Stay until the end of the episode to get a juicy discount code for your event ticket. On top of all of these things, Alexa also owns two hybrid publishing houses, Kate Biggie Press and Purple Butterfly Press. Alexa is chock full of knowledge and isn't shy about sharing it to benefit other authors. In this episode, we specifically talk about book talk and have a really rich conversation that includes everything from getting started to strategy considerations and a whole lot of stuff in between. I'm pretty sure this is going to be an episode that you're going to want to listen to more than once. So get ready, buckle up, here we go. This is the podcast where you'll learn what you need to know to independently publish your first nonfiction book and how to elevate your influence, impact, and income in the process. Welcome to She Gets Published with your host, Amazon International bestselling author and self-publishing coach, Lynette Pottle. Alexa, I am so excited that you're here with us today, and I can't wait to talk more about book talk. There's so much buzz going on about that, but... Before we start, you know me, I am one that is always down for a good celebration, so I can't let this moment pass and not talk about Women in Publishing Summit celebrating your five-year anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. Yes, Well, first, thank you for having me on. I'm so happy to be here on this show. And yeah, it's a big year for us. Five years, um, it's it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yes. So five years doing this summit and I'm sure that it's grown and changed every year. Can you give us like just a quick snapshot of of what the summit like why it started, how it started and and what it is? Yeah, so it's actually my seventh year doing an online conference for writers. I started off um in 20 14, 15, somewhere back in there, and decided that I wanted to um, run a conference. So at the time I had just started, or I'd been in my business of of basically like self-publishing assist for a couple years, and I was seeing um, a lot of information out there for authors that I didn't necessarily think was awesome at the mm-hmm. time. And so many changes were happening in the self-publishing world and in the publishing world in general. So I decided to start running these conferences, um, largely for any of you business owners out there, you know, there's a great way to grow your email list is by running webinars, conferences, and things like that. So I did two years and I realized I was really struggling with my messaging, um, which will come in again as we talk about book talk, TikTok, all those things later down the road. But um, I, I really felt like I wasn't, I didn't know who to talk to who I was talking to, because let's be honest, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to write a book, but we all know from Marketing 101 that you can't talk to everybody. You have to have a person that you're <laughs> talking to. And I was out there looking at um, a lot of different conferences, participating in a lot of different online writers. And I noticed a huge lack of female representation in these um, conferences. And I was like, this is so bizarre. I am working with women day in and day out. Some of my, all of my major mentors in the publishing industry were women. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I decided, 
the one clear way that I could know exactly who I was talking to and bring it down to celebrate the accomplishments of women in the industry was to make it a conference by women for women. Men are more than welcome to attend, but all of our speakers and 95% of our sponsors are are women. Um, and the sponsors we have that are men are married to a woman who is the other half of their business. So <laughs> we've tried to stay very concentrated on celebrating the, the women who are editors, authors, uh, publishers, um, offer services to support authors, book marketers, all those types of things. And as soon as I honed in on that message, it just, everything felt better to me because women do things differently. We talk about different things. We, 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 you know, we, we experience things differently. We process things differently. And to be able to create a publishing conference and a book marketing, writing, publishing, selling, marketing conference that also incorporates things like mindset and um, fears that women have around things and balancing life when you're the primary caregiver or a mom or the or taking care of your parents or all those things that women do. That's why I decided to start it. And timing was really good because I kicked off um, the first announcement of doing the Women in Publishing Summit in August of was it 2018? Oh my gosh, COVID has just made the world, like I have no idea when things are happening. Whatever five years ago was also happened to be the year that the Me Too campaign exploded oh, okay. yeah. um, in October. So all of a sudden, everybody's talking about women and, and you know, all the things related to it. And it's just, uh, Lena, it's been an amazing experience because we've been able to market to these women who want a place where they can share their stories, be comfortable, share their insecurities, share, find community of other people who are going through the same struggles and all of that. So it's just, it's grown every year. The first year started out, you know, uh, average size, and then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And by 2020, um, our messaging was really on fire. And the last couple of years, we've just had so much fun bringing in this community of women who just really want they want access to great resources and great content, but they also really want a place where they feel like they belong. Yes. Yes. Such a brilliant concept. I'm so excited. I'm excited to attend this year myself. Um, so congratulations. Just really, really Thank great you. stuff. Thank so, you. So let's talk, let's shift gears just a little bit and talk about, because messaging and marketing. I know that's a particular um, spot. You have so many great resources and so much knowledge, but marketing is of particular, like uh, your zone of genius, it feels like. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and book talk being one of these things, it's really gaining a lot of buzz right now. But I wonder if you can just take us a step back, break it down, tell us what it is um, and why it's even worth paying attention to. Okay, sure. So Book Talk is just a community on TikTok. So if you're not familiar with TikTok, um, well, most people have at least heard of it. It is a, a video-based platform, but they use, just like any other social media that uses hashtags, TikTok is very keyed in on specific community growth around specific hashtags. So when authors were talking about books or when readers were talking about books, they started using the hashtag book talk, which anybody who was interested in those topics started following. So it started growing and growing and growing. And I won't go through all the details, but basically what we saw happen in the last year was that retailers 
in particular were really starting to pay attention to book talk. And now if you go into most Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, even indie bookstores, um, you're likely to find a table in the middle or in the front, like very um, prominently placed in the store, a table that has hashtag book talk on it and has the trending books from book talk. That's not the only benefit, though. What we also really see is um, is readers and in particular readers and other people using the hashtags and sharing about people's books. And because some of them have such large communities, book sales are are increasing for those authors, even if they're not prominently placed in the books a million. So um, an example that we had in our training workshop was a poet who um, a, a reader, a fan of her poetry. I, I'm not sure how she got a hold of it, but but an influencer with a lot of followers on BookTok read some of this other author's poetry on her on her TikTok channel, and um, her sales just went through the roof. And not only of that particular book, but her entire backlist. Wow. So you know, it's really it's really an opportunity because if you're not familiar with TikTok, one, I will caveat it with to be an active user of TikTok takes a lot of time and determination and strategy behind it and consistency. But there's a lot of ways to use TikTok where you're not necessarily growing your own following to a million people, but that you're figuring out how to get in contact with the right people who already have the right audiences who can share. But, um, you know, it's, it, it is an opportunity for you, for anyone to just average every ordinary day people to become superstars. And a great example is, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's a country song. Everybody's heard it now because he was on New Year's Eve. He played on something, but it's something about the um, date night at the Applebee's. Da, 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 da. I don't know if anybody knows the song. And we're fancy like date night. So you can edit out my singing if that's terrible. But that guy, he's an example of the power of TikTok because his teenage daughter took one of his songs and put it on TikTok and it exploded. And next thing you know, people are doing, there's a dance that goes to it and everybody's doing the dance challenges and now he's everywhere. So just ordinary people like you and me can be superstars on this platform if it's being used properly and the right people are seeing it. You're connecting with your right communities. Like book talk is just one community, but for authors, like you have to think about what your primary target audience is and you can certainly use book talk. But if you're writing for um uh, I don't know. I'm thinking uh, off the top here. If you're writing on health and wellness, for example, you'd want to do some research on your specific area of health and wellness. Are you doing clean diets? Are you doing keto? Are you doing whatever? And find the hashtags and the communities. They call the hashtags communities that are following that. And build your audience there. And that's how you start to see the success come through. So that was a huge, big, broad overview. We can break it down a little more if you'd like. <laughs> well, so good. And I think, you know, the, the two things that really stand out, well, actually three. One, it's a very viral. It's the algorithms are different at TikTok. It's oh, early yes. on and it's easier to get found. Very viral. Um, it's about consistency, the same as it is on any platform. So it is an right. investment of time and takes strategy. But also, I think while you didn't say it overtly, what I'm picking up is, and most of our audiences is they're nonfiction authors. Mm -hmm. And it isn't, there's a lot, it seems like there's a lot out there for fiction authors, but I think this works for fiction or nonfiction, right? 
It absolutely does. And um, the one thing I want to, before I go into that is on your note on the algorithm, actually the, the way TikTok is designed, it wants to create communities. So they very, very much gear towards helping people find the people of interest and it will suggest things to you based on your viewing, based on your hashtags, based on all of these things. But more so than any other social media platform, it is very smart at identifying what it thinks you will like and putting that in front of you. Whereas on on some other things, you have to be following a specific hashtag. You have to be following specific users to see it. TikTok wants you to fall into a five-hour video binge on TikTok. So they are going to continue serving you content that they think you're going to like, whether you're following those those people are not. So that's kind of a cool thing too. But then back to the, how do you use it as nonfiction authors? Right now I'm working with an author who is writing um, her memoir and she, well, very long story short, her, her topic, she's a therapist now and she talks about um, resilience and recovery um, after sexual assault basically is her topic. So you might think that's not something I would think I'd be, you know, I'm, that's not line dances or romance readers or thriller. No, but there are people out there that are looking for whatever topic it is that you're talking about. So she goes, she was telling me the other day, she goes live through or not live. She posts three videos a day sometimes, but definitely every single day. And she just does short snippets of things that she knows her audience will be interested in the challenges that come along with being a survivor, um, anything to encourage and motivate people. So for example, if you are um, writing a cookbook, you can do all kinds of videos about you prepping the food or how you go grocery shopping or, hey, here I am picking out you know the best avocado. How do you know if an avocado is the best or not for this recipe? There's just like the content is unending and people who are interested in that kind of stuff will follow it. Well, they will follow you. They'll, they'll stitch you. They'll duet you, which is where you really, those are two um, components where people can either make a copy of your video or respond to your video and share it out to their users. So there's all kinds of cool tools where you can really expand out there. But yeah, any, any, there are, there are communities for everyone out there. And that's where the the time and consistency also comes in is spending some time as a user and searching for your keywords, searching for hashtags, searching for communities, watching videos, engaging with other people, seeing what other people are doing out there and getting a feel for what the platform is before you just try and dive in and post some videos and hope that people see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it makes so much sense that it's taken off so much as a platform during the pandemic because it goes back to that community piece. And I think, yes, we all need the lightness and the laughter, but there's also this component, like your author that you were talking about, is to to be feel that you're seen and you're heard and that you're not alone, that there's somebody else out there that gets uh, what you're going through. So there are so many really powerful ways to use that. It doesn't have to be all the flashy (laughs) and there is some fun stuff out there. Let's, let's face it. Um, But you don't have to be that gregarious personality. You don't have to be uh, doing crazy stuff in order for it to be a powerful tool for you. 
Absolutely not. And in fact, um, you know, you can do a 30 second video, which is very, very short. You can do a 60 minute, a three minute. Um, so there's varying lengths there. So you have to be really clear on what it is that you want to share with people. Um, you can't go live until you have over a thousand followers. So it keeps it to those videos and they don't always even necessarily have to be um, videos of you. For example, as a publisher, we will use it for um, doing flip throughs of books so that people can see what's on what's inside the book or reading a, a passage or a short passage or something or um, things like that. So it doesn't have to be your face all the time. If that's you can just like you would make a, a cool uh, reel on Instagram that might be images or video with music and not your face, you can do that too. And sometimes that's a good way to warm up. But the other thing is that the thing I appreciate about the TikTok audience is that it's very low key and very laid back. So mm -hmm. if you want to show up with your hair in a ponytail and no makeup on in your gym clothes and just chat for a couple seconds, like there's no, there's no stigma behind that. Whereas on some of the other platforms, people feel a lot more like they need to be poised and, and ready to go. But I don't know. It's I don't don't quote me on this ever, but and I may probably shouldn't say that. I'd say <laughs> your audience viewers on TikTok have have they just they just want to they just want to hear they just want to feel community they just want to hear what's going on. They're not into the pomp and circumstance and you know all of the big the big stuff. So it's a great place to just have fun, share your feelings, um, put it out there, but beware if you say something controversial yeah. and people catch on to that, they will put that stuff everywhere. So <laughs> maybe if you're saying anything controversial, turn off the ability for people to duet and stitch. And <laughs> unless you want that kind of, I tell right. you what, negative buzz is buzz too. So <clears throat> yeah, I love that because you can just show up and be real. You don't have to worry about, you know, that filtered image. Um, it's just, it's more like hanging out with your friends. Um, exactly. And you can still to the get point a where, yeah, yeah. To the point where, where, um, I mean, there, there was this trend where everybody was eating super salad while they were doing their TikToks. And I'm just like, <laughs> people, no, I'm trying so hard to get my teenagers to not talk while they're eating. Stop this madness. But no, it's, it's very, it's, very laid back. And if you enjoy just coming out and, and, you know, talking for a minute, which, you know, you had um, mentioned tips um, in the email that you sent me before. So it, this is one of those things where it, it helps if you have at least taken a moment to think about your strategy for what you're going to do. Like, obviously, in the beginning, you want to kind of want to introduce yourself and let people know what you're talking about, what, what subjects you cover, all of that. But then if you can come up with, um, just some a, a plan of okay, I'm going to walk people through this, or I'm going to have a plan that's like on Monday. I'm going to go to the cookbook one because this is such an easy example to use if you're writing a cookbook, which probably I don't know if anyone in your audience is, but apply this to any situation here. <laughs> so Mondays are going to be my my shopping day, and I'm going to film some short videos at the at the store. Um, Tuesdays are going to be my prep day, and I'm going to film some videos of me prepping different recipes. Wednesdays are going to be my day where I talk about the difference between types of sugar. I don't know, you know, and, and these types of things where you just kind of say, okay, and then you can film, you can batch film things and save them to your drafts so you could have, you know, five or six 
uh, short vi- or 10 short videos of things that you're filming in the grocery store, um, 10 short videos of you preparing food or doing whatever. And then it's not, you kind of have this, this plan in place. So um, it, it makes it a lot easier too, because I think when people are just like, okay, I need to be on TikTok today. What am I going to talk about? I have the same thing. I have, a, I know a lot about marketing, but when I think what on earth can I say in one minute to people today, I like completely freeze up. So knowing kind of Mondays, I'm going to talk about, you know, outside of the box marketing things and and trends we've seen people doing or whatever, and kind of come up with that little plan, um, batch create and, and save them into your drafts. And then you have them ready to go when you have the time to do them. Yeah, I love that. So, and we are big on this podcast about those tangible, actionable steps. So I love that you've given us so much of that. And what I'm hearing kind of, if I were were to think about three three things to go put into action right now, what I heard you say is watch first, like get mm-hmm. acquainted with the lay of the land, what's going on. So you can be intentional, which is kind of that second step to start planning and be strategic about the content that you're going to share. And then the third piece yeah. sounded like, which was just a little blip, but it really keyed into my um, my belief system, which is batching, like using our time wisely and creating batch recordings and things like that. Is there anything else when you're to think about that person that's just getting started, if they're going to go and in this next seven days, put something into action with their book talk, deciding whether it's a good strategy for them or a good platform for them, anything else that you think is really critical for them to consider? Well, I think it's always really important for people to understand who their target audience is and to know everything that they can about them. And this may, for your audience, this may be something that they are way on top of, but I see with a lot of authors that they think they know who they're talking to, but they don't really have that messaging down. And it makes it a lot harder. Just like for me at the beginning of my, my conferences, I knew that I wanted to put on a great conference for writers, but that's so huge is that blog writers, free freelance writers, book writers, you know, all the things and and what are they focusing on? Are they right? You know, all of that. So once I narrowed it down to women publishing books, like it it became a lot easier for me to, and with even more specific mindset uh, idea of who it was that I wanted to reach, all of a sudden it became a lot easier. So if you've taken the time to really create your perfect um, client avatar so that you know person I want to reach is Alexa. She's a single mom of three kids. She's in her mid forties. She has no time. She wants to be healthy. She doesn't, you know, all this kind of stuff, but she doesn't like to go to the grocery store and she doesn't like to cook. So how can I make this easier for her? What are the things I'm going to say to Alexa that aren't going to be, aren't going to turn her off, but are going to say, heck yes, that's, that's what I want to be a part of. I want to follow what you're saying and what you're doing. So, you know, really, the really knowing who you're talking to, but the other piece of that, Lynette, is understanding what you want them to do with the information that you yes. are giving them. Yes. And that is hugely important. So what is your call to action at the end of all of these? Do you have the back end set up so that you can say, check out, you know, whatever, womeninpublishingsummit.com and download our free whatever so that you're always sending people to get them on your email list because TikTok is great, but it doesn't, we don't see a lot of um, conversions on smaller accounts. We just see people following and enjoying and following is good. Um, 
which leads me to like, this is like a three-part first step thingy here, <laughs> uh, back to the whole watching and watching and listening and observing is find and follow the people that are talking about things that you, your target audience it would be watching and following who already have huge followings and start building relationships with them as well. Because at some point in time, you might want to um, reach out to them to see, hey, um, can we do something together? Can I go live with you? Can I do this? Can I do that? Will you, you know, whatever, like it, there's lots and lots of different ways. Maybe you just get uh, in the, in their face in a positive way, like so that they recognize you and see you and maybe see something that you post and share it with their audience, which is really how you can have a massive, um, a massive growth without having to do all the work on your own. So, you know, if you're, if you're again in the space of, of health and wellness, follow those people and see how you can create relationships, social media, it doesn't matter which tool you're using. It's all about creating meaningful relationships. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love, I love the piece too about building relationships and collaboration, right? I talk about collaboration mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. because it doesn't, it, and it isn't about what is somebody going to be able to do for you next week. It's about nurturing these relationships yes. to be able to support each other long-term. And, um, you know, there's so much more return on that kind of investment of your time than, than a single book sale. So I never want to lose sight of that. Yes. And I appreciate you bringing that up. No, it's, it's really important. And I've found in, in my business that, um, you know, it's hard to do any of this stuff on our own. We rely on partners through every single step of anything. And I, I believe a lot of your audience falls in that entrepreneur um, category. So even pairing up with other, other women um, who are doing similar things to you, they don't have to be superstars. Um, maybe some of them are, but, um, you know, having the opportunity to, to do fun things with them, to share with each other. Um, Another thing that we like to do with our authors that are using TikTok is to put them in groups together and to say, you know, help each other out with engagement. Make sure you're watching each other's videos and commenting and and um, stitching, duetting, doing all the things, helping rise that engagement as well. So if you have a group of you that you know each other and you're working on similar topics or, you know, similar topics doesn't mean you have to both be in the same writing exactly the same books, but having it generally the same target audience, you can do all kinds of fun things together. Yeah, there is fun. And there's so much. Now, I know this is going to be one of those episodes that people go back and listen to a second or third time (laughs) because there's so much stuff. And I appreciate you just like laying it all out there for us. And what I know for sure is at the Women in Publishing Summit, there's going to be a ton more information around marketing, about selling books, as well as a whole lot of other topics. So I would love it if you could just share specifically, how can our listeners find the summit, get involved in the summit and learn from you and all of the experts that will be there? Yes, thank you. So um, if you go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com, that's where you're going to see the main page. It has everything in there, how you get your ticket. We are on early bird pricing right now. at 147 and I'll give y'all a coupon code for $50 off of that cuz I know how it is when you're in the in the beginnings of your business every dollar saved uh, counts but it's it's a really incredible 
um, four days just jam-packed of content. And we always focus on writing craft the first day. So if, if you're thinking, I'm writing a business book, how much writing craft do I need? Well, we have things on like um, how to write 10,000 words a day, productivity, like uh, other things that are geared towards business owners, towards entrepreneurs that will help you through that. And then the second day, it's got um, routes to publishing, um, editing, how to find, you know, how to self-edit, things like that that will help you in that process, uh, give you a better picture on things that come along with the production and publication of your book. The third day is marketing, 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 marketing. And we have some great, great topics um, for all kinds of things and um, all kinds of authors. So no matter your genre, there is stuff that will be applicable for you. And then the fourth day is probably the most applicable um, for entrepreneurs and business owners. And that is it's, it's growth opportunities. So how do you do other things to increase your revenue through additional revenue streams, through keeping watching the data? Um, Lane Booth of the Booth Project is going to come in and, and talk about um, how you look at all your data to scale your, your book sales and business faster, um, how to create courses, how to create products to go along with your books, all the things to help you increase it. Because here's the reality that you probably have heard before many, many times. And that is, you know, the book sales are not the end all be all. The book sales open up doors and those doors are what bring in other opportunities. So we're always looking for ways to provide this information on how, on how authors can use their book as a tool to grow their business in other ways as well. Yeah, it's like it's so juicy good. Like <laughs> I've got a, a specific dedicated notebook to these four days. So I'm I'm excited to be the student um during the summit. So tell us, um, tell us again what the dates are and where we can find the tickets. Yes, go to women in publishing summit summit.com and that is um We are live. The full conference runs the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March, 2022. You can use the coupon code 50OFFWIP22. And yeah, everything also is going to be recorded. We're doing all of these live in Zoom accounts, in Zoom rooms, which will be uh, terrifying from a from a perspective of, of of all of managing all of it, but also very exciting because people will be able to engage and interact with the presenters and have a closer connection. But everything is recorded, and as of today, we're not setting any deadline of when you have to watch the recordings. So I know people are busy taking four days out of your schedule to sit in front of your computer is is difficult. So just know um, we'll be releasing, or we have released the entire schedule so people can see what it is they want to attend to at the highest priority, and then everything else you can come back and watch when you have the time or you're ready, because some of it you may not be ready for. Um, at this point. So I'm excited. We also have um, really fun other events throughout the summit. We have um, sponsor sessions where they come in and talk about the tools and resources that they provide, which, uh, you know, as you're getting ready to do this, you may need an editor, you may need a graphic designer, you may need things along those lines. So they're going to talk about those. And then we have special sessions like yoga and meditation, um, to break up the sitting in front of your computer all the time. And we Perfect. have what is hands down our most exciting thing to all of our attendees. And that is our coffee chats during the day slash happy hours in the evening, where we just all get together and we break out into rooms and people get to know each other and they form relationships. And 
that has been one of the best things. I think we could probably charge for ticket prices and only have happy hours and people or coffee <laughs> chats and happy hours and people would be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But very meaningful relationships and groups um, and support networks and um, partners and, you know, uh, just advice from other people, resources, all that stuff come out of those. Well, I can't wait. And we will put both, of course, the website and the coupon code. Thank you, because we always love a coupon code. Um, we will put that <laughs> in the show notes. And Alexa, thank you again for being here. I can't wait to see you at the summit and to see lots of people from our She Gets Published community joining us there. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode, but don't let that get you down. Join Lynette inside the She Gets Published community where the conversation continues. Head to facebook.com slash groups slash She Gets Published to join now. See you there. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices. Amplified.